Irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. Listening to It's Complicated with Jennifer Golden and Lauren Leonelli only on LA Talk Radio. Good morning, everybody. Or afternoon, actually. Yeah. It's 12. That means it's time for a screwdriver. Yeah, guys, you know why? Because today we're screwing the rules. We have a very exciting guest on named Laurel House, and she has a YouTube channel called Screwing the Rules. She teaches people how to date and how to flirt and how to have relationships and not really abide by the rules because sometimes you got to break them. And I like her for that. Yeah. We're not uh, so into rules. We're also periscoping. Yeah. If you're out there and you're listening and you want to actually see what we look like. Uh, so, yeah, there's that. And we're just trying to come to you from all angles and be on everywhere you can possibly find us. That's right. We're just trying to take over the world. At least the internet for now. Yeah. We'll take over the world at some point. But um, So guys, since we're screwing the rules, we are drinking screwdrivers. If you don't know what that is, that is vodka and orange juice. That's right. You know, orange juice, it's a little early in the morning, or it's a little early in the afternoon, so we're figuring it's probably a good idea to make it like a morning drink. Yeah. So it's a screwdriver, some orange juice, and a little vodka. Nothing wrong with that, right? No, definitely not. Because we like to screw the rules every now and then. Yeah. I mean, I do, for sure. I mean, all the damn time. Let's be honest. I really can't f- abide by the rules like black and white. It's just too much. No, but can you cheer me? That's one rule you should actually do. Yes, Thanks. cheers. Cheers. Cheers to screwdrivers and screwing the rules. Yeah. All right. Well, if you're of age and you want to drink along with us, go for it. Just a little, just a light little drink to take the edge off. We're talking about some serious subjects right now. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of serious subjects. So in terms of rules, all right, you know, there's the there's rules for everything. There's like who should do what in each dynamic. There's, um, you know, should the guy write the girl first? Should the girl write the guy? Who asks who on a date? Who pays on the date? Right. Well, so what do you do, though, when you're ending something with someone? I know. That's a tricky situation because... You just don't know what's right. Like, do you blow somebody off and make an excuse? Or do you say, like, I actually am not that into you? Or what do you do? Because this actually happened to me recently. Yes. And and I was pretty proud of what I did because usually I, I, like, make a mockery of the situation and just, like, make an excuse or phase myself out or ghost, as people say. Yeah. I think that this, again, this goes with, it ties into our theme that I think there's you know, and it's nice to know the rules and have a foundation to build off of, but not every situation can be plugged into the rules. Life is gray. It's not black and white. So every situation is different. You can't just say, what's the rule on ending things with someone? Well, what's the rule on ending things with someone you've been dating for a year? Or what's the rule on ending things with someone you've been on four dates with? Like, that's totally different. So I think that it just depends on the background. I think that... Well, in the- my case, Lauren Lee Nelly... What about after four dates? Okay, well, I think the golden rule that you should have the foundation of is to be honest about how you feel no matter what. Then, depending on how long you've been with the person, I think it should be a, you know, it should reflect how 
serious the conversation is or how important it is to you to be honest to that person. If you've gone on one date, it's probably not the biggest deal in the world to just sort of maybe not answer a text or just say you're busy a couple times until they get the hint. If you've been with them for a really long time, then you need to sit them down and have a conversation. Four dates is getting into it a little bit. So I think at that point, you have to be honest and say how you feel like, which I think is what you did. Yeah. Just saying, you know, I really feel like we're, I would love to see you again, but it would be in my mind more than just friends. I've done that too. And it actually feels really scary. Um, Super scary. And then when you do it, like I got a very positive reaction when I did that for the first time. And so did I. And, you know, I think um, it's scary because people don't want to hurt people. So instead they lie and they do all these things that are like the opposite of what the actual person really wants, which is the truth. And Mm -hmm. I know people say they can't handle the truth, but really we all want honesty i mean you don't have to like tell somebody i think you smell like and that's why i don't want to see you again i mean yeah obviously have some tact and some couth but i feel like even if if i'm on the receiving end of someone who doesn't want to like maybe go on another date with me or whatever i feel like then if i'm getting that rejection or that um avoidance i i'm telling myself in my head anyway well you obviously just don't like me or you obviously don't want to see me again so why don't you just tell me instead of acting like an idiot about it like i i just don't my name of the game is like just be honest about how you feel and i think it just varies in severity based on how long you've been with the person yes well so for those listening i actually told somebody recently that I did see them more as a friend, and while I find them to be an amazing person, I just couldn't drag them on any longer, and I also didn't want a ghost. So yeah. I said, you know, I, I don't, I see you as more as a friend, not as a relationship, and that's where I stand. So he thanked me, asked me why. I said it was just a gut feeling. And, you know, I think you either have a chemistry with somebody or you don't. Exactly. That's, I mean, some people say that it grows and, like, you know, it's, I don't know, whatever, something that can grow, which I don't know that I believe. But yeah, there I mean, are there's truth to like arranged marriages where people are still together. That I well, believe. but you want to have to wonder why they're still together. Is it like religious reasons? Are they right. afraid to like they? It's wrong to break up, so they don't. More rules, rules all over the place. Rules, rules, rules. I think that a chemistry is something that should really kind of come naturally, and if it's not there in the very beginning stages, it's probably not ever going to be. That's what I think. I agree. I agree with that. And don't, but don't people children men and women don't let chemistry fool you into thinking that this is like the right person for you because i do think you can have a chemistry with someone that's a very strong chemistry and it doesn't necessarily mean that that person is good for exactly you. see episode one where yeah. we discuss soulmates and what is and isn't one yes exactly or i mean i just think that there are certain soulmate type experiences and you could have that but it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to marry that person and be with them for the rest of your life. You just experienced that feeling for a short amount of time, and that's all it was. Yeah. Sometimes you could have chemistry with the wrong person. That's yikes. what I'm saying. Felicia. It's not. It could end up being not good. Not so don't let that confuse you. The chemistry, I think, though, is like I just told myself recently when I was trying to like decipher between like feelings and what have you, that chemistry is like literally on the top like I think it's probably the number one on my list like the thing that I'm looking for that I will not um like it's a deal breaker it's a deal breaker I will not settle like if I don't feel a chemistry with you it's just not happening no so it's number one on my list but 
There Followed are, by a close second of throwing a football. A f- but <laughs> it is also very important that there are there are boundaries and respect and things like that. It can't be the it can't be the only thing that drives you to like want to be with this person. Although it is a very strong connector for me, so I have to remind myself just because you feel that chemistry doesn't mean right. And these are the things, by the way, that we learn in our thirties because back when we're you know in our teens and we have our first love or we are in college or we're in our 20s you know I think that is a big priority where you're like I have this chemistry with somebody and we romanticize Mm -hmm. it and we're like well in the notebook they had a chemistry and then they get married Mm. and it's a whole thing but at the end of the day there are so many other things that go into actually making a relationship work like hi do you want to be in it if you do do work hi do you want to be here do you even want to be here? Because you can't just say you do and then act like a total ass. That just Don't doesn't be work. Ass. Yeah, that just doesn't fly. No. I also learned recently that I have to be very clear about my boundaries. Oh, boundaries are a big deal. Boundaries are a big deal. And I think that that should be part of like some sort of rules. I know there's a lot of rules about like the beginning stages and things like that. I think that should really be in there. People don't talk about that enough. Like you need to have boundaries and I'm not saying that if someone crosses a boundary, you're obviously getting to know someone at first. Right away, if they cross a boundary, it's not like you just flip off like a light switch and are like, well, forget it. You cross my boundary, whatever. You have to then take that note, see how that person acts, and then decide what you're going to tolerate, what your boundary is, and then you have to voice it. And you can't be afraid to tell somebody what your boundary is. You can't make a fear-based decision like, I'm not going to tell that person because if they don't like it or they don't fit in that, then it's over. Well, Then say goodbye because if they don't, you should walk away from that. And you can't question your boundaries either. Like if it's just something that doesn't make you feel good, it doesn't. Like I've done that too where I'm like, well, maybe I should just not care as much about that. Right. We try and change ourselves instead of realizing that what we are upset about or what we want for ourselves is actually our truth yeah and i also feel like and everyone has their own truths and some people's truths are like a little cray let's be real but for the most part i feel like my truths are pretty even keel like there are things that the general population would expect out of a friend or a boyfriend or someone who respects you standards yeah stand just like regular standards that yeah everyone has little specific things but like they're pretty normal the things that i expect out of somebody so i'm not going to go back and then maybe change my boundary like oh well maybe I shouldn't have been so bothered by that or he didn't really mean it or he's stressed or I sound like my 20s right now it's like all those things that I've told myself I'm pretty sure you probably still tell yourself those things well no (laughs) because I don't think there's moments where you don't know I mean question I've I've gotten to a different point and I think that is that's a big thing here is that Now, because I've made those mistakes and I've given so much of myself and like lost a lot of myself and what I believe to be true, you know, in relationships in the past, namely the the one big one that I had like at the end of your 20s. But what my takeaway from that is that I have to trust myself, my gut and also stand uh stay true to what i believe in and those boundaries so for sure i i have boundaries that i know of when you're in a moment in in a serious relationship and not just dating some guy and you actually like fall for the person and you're in it which i don't know that you've been in since no then it's a different story it's not as easy just to be like i'm so clear on all of my things and i'm this person and i'm gonna walk away every time you start to fall for someone you open up you get vulnerable and then you start to like 
it's a little harder to just like be like, well, I went on two dates with this guy. He's not giving me what I want. Bye. Like if you start to fall for someone and you're in it and you're in a relationship and you're starting to fall in love or whatever, it's just not as easy. I'm just being realistic. I think you got to be clear about your boundaries. But once you get to that point and you've opened up even that much more, it's just it's just harder to walk away. It just is. Oh, I agree. But that's why I think that it's very important what you're saying to put your boundaries first and to always remember it. I also think, you know, um, the time you take to get to know somebody. And I think things happen whenever they happen it. But people reveal themselves. Sometimes quicker than others. Some mm-hmm. people are freaking sociopaths and hide it for a really long time. Oh, yeah. But as far as what you pick up on in the pit of your stomach, not ignoring those. And that's mm-hmm. that's along the lines of the boundaries. It's like... Yeah, for sure. You got to figure it out. That's the thing. It's like you get into it enough and then... You have to start paying attention to things. It's also difficult, too, when you have someone on the other end, like, who is very vehemently apologetic or, you know, trying to let you know that this is, they're they're sorry or this isn't normally them or whatever the situation is. Excuses. Excuses. It's hard. I'm just not the type of person who, even with friends, where like, I mean, you get into one fight with a friend and then you're like, I'm done with you. That's just not the way the world works. Right. You can't write off people so quickly. However, I do think that there are times where people make exceptions for dating situations because they either are very hopeful about it Mm -hmm. or like they're in a place where they're like, all their friends are settling down or they want something so bad. So like they... We'll fit a square into a circle and hope for the best. And that sometimes gets you into trouble, which I'm sure we'll talk more about yes. when our guest calls in. But before we get there, um, Gwen Stefani has a new song. And we Ugh. we find it to be... Not good. Not good, to say the least. I mean, I, I don't typically... I was a huge No Doubt fan. I don't typically love Gwen Stefani's songs like when she broke off on her own. I don't typically I mean I'm just being real I don't really like her voice all that much and I just don't think her songs are all that interesting but I will say like at the end of no doubt all of her songs were like about her breakup with Tony Canal and while we all know that breakups and love and relationships are a lot of the fuel behind very many different artistic forms such as movies and (laughs) and songs and paintings and whatever that's obviously a very big topic that drives people to you know I don't know, express themselves, I guess, Yeah. then it's not a surprise, but it's sort of like that. I just feel like Gwen, you played that role so many times, like we're kind of over it. And also you're in your forties or are you 50? What are you? You're older. She's like 40 something. Well, you've got three kids and you released a public statement that you were going to co-parent in a healthy and happy environment. Now, I don't know if airing your dirty laundry via like song that doesn't even rhyme is the right thing to do in that scenario or what the rules are upon divorce as a public figure but when you're releasing statements like that and then doing the opposite and releasing that song that is to me an utter embarrassment to your 13 year marriage and your poor three children um plus your vocal abilities stop (laughs) singing uh maybe just do the voice call it a day i think there's got to be some kind of boundaries there yeah because you're literally a hypocrite and now we all know well it's just that the song to me I just don't even know what she's saying. Like, are you mad that you loved him? Like, 
are you mad that you hated him and now you're realizing that you loved him so you shouldn't have hated him? Or are you just saying I hate you and I should have never loved you? And why it feels like you're like alluding to the fact that an affair happened, which I get you have every right to be upset about that if he screwed you over. But I don't know that the way it was said and done was seemed like mature, if you will. No, not. It just seems like that ship has sailed. Taylor Swift is doing it. Just let her do it. And And let her do it because she's 22. Or however old she is. Well, yeah, I think she's probably older than 22 since that song released. But at the same rate, you're in your 40s. You don't need to make money off of this new single. Like, you have money. This, to me, is just a very, like, trite situation. And I totally. I, I'm embarrassed for you for doing it. Yeah, Sorry. I don't, I don't love it. I really don't. If I, it moved the entire world of art along in some drastic way where we can say, thank you for bringing this into our lives, yeah. fine. Because what would we have done without it? But I'm sorry. No. Yeah, it's just not a good song, and that's my opinion, so I also just don't like it for that reason. Yeah. Um, and also, speaking of breaking rules, Chloe uh, Kardashian really broke some rules here, and but I actually like her for it. Same. If I had an ex that was in like a dire situation or a time of need with like themselves or family or friends, I would be there for them too. And, uh, you know, we all know she's been by Lamar Odom's side, and when he wasn't coherent making health decisions for him, and... In fact, it went even took even a step further, breaking the rules when French Montana came out publicly and, you know, commended her for being by Lamar's side. And I do, too. I think it was very nice of her to do that. And I think she's loyal. And I think that's a quality that I possess. And I'm loyal as well. And just because things don't end well doesn't mean that you can't be there to support someone. It's like you have to let go of that anger and, like, put it, put it aside and focus on what's important. And that's, right. that's what's important. And, I mean, you know... We commend Chloe. We also commend French because that's breaking the rules. Talking to his ex-girlfriend about her ex-husband and what she's doing right now. Yeah. It just, I think, goes to show with whatever people think about the Kardashians. I mean, I don't know them personally, but to see that Chloe is this kind of human and, you know, that that just speaks volumes. I mean, I think so. On the flip side, I don't know if this is just French Montana trying to get in the news right now because anybody and everybody is trying to speak up about it. Like the guy that owns the brothel also. Yeah. Well, you know, that's, I mean, he doesn't even, he's not even a public figure, so he's trying to take whatever he can right. get. But French Montana has a platform. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm going to go on the, the path that Chloe really is a good human. She's always kind of been my favorite Kardashian if we're going to really talk about it. But I mean, me too. I kind of like her. Yeah, she's always, like, the funny, cool, chill one. She's, like, the voice of reason. Like, mm-hmm. people do ridiculous things. She's like, uh, are you kidding? Yeah. I yeah. like her. I mean, she's real. She's never been not real. I mean, as far as what we're seeing, she's never been not real about how she has a relationship with Lamar. I think it's great that she's there for him. And I think it's great that French commended her for it. Because I personally would do the same thing. So I feel like she is doing a good job of handling that. And she's very mature. Very mature, indeed. Um, so... There happens to be a show in London called uh, First Dates, and I guess a couple went on this first date episode, and they were the only couple ever to discuss the fact that who's going to pay this bill, because the first date happens in a restaurant, and it's the same restaurant every time. The only couple on this show thus far to discuss this, but we know this has been a topic of discussion. Yeah, I mean, there's like a billion rules that like obviously play into first dates. Now, one is who Who pays pays? the bill. Mm -hmm. So now, does okay, so the girl said the guy had to pay, and the guy said, well, why aren't we splitting it? You want to be equal, but when it comes to paying a bill, you don't want to be equal? she doesn't want to be equal though maybe she doesn't maybe but here now the question we'll ask laurel when she calls us is where does tradition fall into rules 
I think it's the foundation of rules, in my opinion. But yes, I would like her opinion on that because it does get very confusing. It's like, how, what do you, I mean, I don't know. I, I kind of think like if you're inviting somebody out somewhere, then like you should pay. And usually, technically and traditionally, guys ask girls out on the first date. So it's like you're going to pay. And it is a chivalrous thing to do. I appreciate it. I don't think that, I mean, I don't want to be treated like, subservient but I also do think there are differences between men and women and I don't think it's a bad thing to show them right I mean I do believe in chivalry and I also believe in like I'm a hopeless romantic so I will always want the guy to open the door I will always like Mm -hmm. you know the first date hope the guy plans it and pays because that's just the romantic ideal I have in my mind yeah it's not because I don't think I can open my own goddamn door I have arms and I work out so I can open a door and I can open my wallet, but not on the first date. I just, it's not, I don't want to, I'm not wanting you to do that because I can't do it myself. I just like the idea that you are like taking care of me. Right. But also not because we or can't take can. care of ourselves. Yeah, that you can and that you or want that, to. Yeah, that you want to. Exactly. Oh, and there's, listen, good. I'm the same way. Like the last relationship I was in, I probably did a little too much, but I did things like that. Like I would buy things or like. You know, like, here are you just, like, congratulations on this new thing in your life. Here's a present. Like, because that's how I am with people that I care about. So it's not like I can't do that either. I just want you to do it to me, too. And in the beginning, it sort of sets up, like, the nice romantic tone of, you know, take care of business. Speaking of dates, I went on a date from Raya. How was it? Okay, so I figured it out. I put my song up and all the pictures and stuff. And it was good. It was, I'll say this, um, there are a lot lot of very attractive men on Raya. I liked it. And um, it was good. It was really nice to go out with a guy that seemed just like normal. Like, he didn't seem like he was trying to feed me like lines or it's like I trusted what he was saying because there was nothing like weird or intense happening it was just like normal conversation you know like sometimes I think when guys start to like put stuff out there like what do you want or they start asking questions like that it's like great I like to know that you're in that position but like I don't know that I believe everything you're saying right now yet so it was nice to be out with a regular guy well that is lovely and we will talk more about your date and also um another dating app that came up after our call but here is laurel hi laurel you're on the air hello hi it's jen and lauren hi hi thank you so much for calling in we're so excited to talk about breaking rules with you since we tend to do that (laughs) I call them screwing rules. Yes, yes. I love it. Ugh. Screw okay. them. Screw the rules. <laughs> okay, how did you get involved with screwing the rules? What made you want to screw you, them in the first place? You know, I started thinking about well, my own relationships and that it's so it's it's relationships are complicated and yes. thinking about well, what am I supposed to do and when am I supposed to do them and should I call him or should he call me and when do you have sex and just everything and the problem is that you're being inauthentic I when agree. you're following rules you're being inauthentic and you're also playing games I oftentimes agree. well the rule says not to call for three days so I'm not going to call for three days well is that really what you want to do? And how are you making the person who you went on a date with feel? Because you're not, you're choosing not to call them for three days. Well, now they think that you're not interested. I and maybe you stop agree. being interested. Yeah. 
you you tell yourself like I'm not allowed to feel this way and I've always said that it's so funny that you're saying that authentic because I have a friend that like follows the rules very specifically and I always say that but I can't do that because I feel like I'm not being authentically me right so I totally exactly now are there any and and here's the thing people always say dating is about games you're right it is about games if you're following the rules Exactly. Right. It's about manipulation if you're following the rules. Dating is not about rules, and it is not about manipulation, or at least it shouldn't be. It should be about strategy, and that's the difference. Ooh, Being so like an end game. in dating. Okay, Ooh. wait. So explain the difference between rules and strategy, then. I need to know this. So strategy is basically being prepared and allowing yourself to be your authentic self because so often we have, we have all these walls built up, right, in order to protect ourselves. So you are using strategy to pull down your walls and to have conversations that are on purpose. So instead of going on a date and thinking, oh, I hope I can feel the chemistry, well, chemistry is it, – it, activates in the brain in the same location as cocaine. So it actually is a drug. Um, And we get high on chemistry and we put our blinders on because of chemistry. So instead, you go on your date on purpose. You know what your strategy is. You're going to ask specific questions to extract information from the person and also put out information about yourself. And these conversations are revealing who you truly are, what your needs are. It's not just going on a date and throwing, like, spaghetti at the walls and, oh, I hope something sticks. No, that's not what it is. It's going on a date knowing who you are as a person, knowing what your needs are, and then voicing those needs in a conversational way instead of, so I'm looking for a guy who's this, 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 and this, and this. Right. It's telling a story. Oh, yeah, I, this is something that's important to me. And, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm close with my family, and here is an example of a situation that happened with my family. What about you? So you have to practice what I call um, being the example of your expectation, and I'll show you mine, now you show me yours. Got it. So you tell a story first, and that's part of the strategy. You tell a story first that goes into vulnerability, and now because you have told a story that expresses vulnerability, they are going to probably want to go down into the same level of vulnerability as you. So it's strategic. Right. That Mm. makes so much sense. So much sense. So how did you get your start in this field? And can you tell everybody what it is that you exactly do? So I am a a dating and relationship coach. Um, I'm an author. I have five published books. The last one is Screwing the Rules, The No Games Guide to Love. Um, And I go on TV a lot as an expert. I also help clients with flirting and online communication and basically everything that is in the dating space. And I got into it through um, experience. I was a prolific dater. I've been married twice, engaged a third time, and proposed to nine times. Whoa! And I was trying to figure out. I I mean, I've had a lot of luck, obviously, but I've also failed a lot, Mm -hmm. considering that I've (laughs) failed two marriages and I'm not married to any of the other seven people who did propose. So, what am I doing wrong? Um, and I started basically analyzing myself. But in addition to doing that, I was writing for Playboy Men's Journal, a magazine that's now no longer called FHM, and various other magazines on relationships, dating, and sex. So I was interviewing experts all of the time, writing about it, and then experiencing all of this stuff in my own life. Um, And I started writing, writing about it in a book. I started 
posting videos of me just giving my own personal dating advice and experiences on YouTube. And I had a lot of feedback from people who wanted more help. And I realized that I was spending a lot of time donating my time um, to people who I didn't know who had just seen me on YouTube uh, and wanted my advice. And I realized... I should charge for this. Yeah, no, you <laughs> definitely should. should. What are some <laughs> and, of the- um, and then I started coaching. Amazing. What are some of the rules that you think we should screw? Like just the basic ones that people mess up all the time. Um, texting. Texting is one of the most dangerous things when it comes to dating. In Why? fact, it can ruin a relationship before it has a chance to even get started. Detail. And it's one of the things that my clients get most um, tripped up over. Okay. So people believe that you should text to get to know each other. You know, it's, what's your number? Great, I'll text you. Um, and screw that. Uh-uh. No texting until, no substantive texting until you've been out on two dates. Okay, and the so, reason is that if you text before then, um, you know, what if I'm really busy and you text me saying, hey, what's going on? I just did this whole thing and I'm so excited and blah, 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 blah. What about you? What are you up to? I'm like, a lot. I'm up to a lot. Like, I'm up to my neck in busy. I don't have time to respond to you in that way. So I might say, I'm good. Busy. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, now I've come across as a bitch. Yeah, right. Um, or if I'm trying to be funny and I come across as bitchy. Right. Um, or if I just don't, I don't, there's misunderstanding or I don't receive a text mm-hmm. and suddenly you think I'm ignoring you. Yeah, so there's calm. just too many things that can happen or, you know, so tell me about you. Tell me how you feel. I can't tell you all of that over text. I'm just, oh. It's too much. I, so, I had a, a recent yeah. experience where the person I was with had a really hard time telling me how they felt like with their words and would like get off mm. the phone and then text me all of these really oh, nice things after. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, you can't just say that out loud. Like literally would hang the phone up on me in anger and then would text me like, I'm right. sorry, or I care about you. I'm like, what the f, f are you doing? Like, ugh. Anyway, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so weird. It's a real, I mean, but, but texting is a real problem. So in Instead of texting, it's if someone says, hey, I'll text you, um, actually, do you have time to talk? I'd love to talk to you tonight. Let's That's set good. a time. And then you have a phone date. I like It's that. not a phone call. It's a phone date. It is a scheduled time. Let's talk tonight at 7 o'clock, and if that doesn't work, how about tomorrow at 8 o'clock? Um, because what you're doing is you're saying, let's both be ready for this call. I don't want you to call me when I might be busy or you're busy. I don't want to play phone tag. I want it to be set. I want us both to be in a comfortable and relaxed physical and emotional space so that we can actually share and be open. And then you have a one-hour phone call. I like it. I like it, too. can even have a glass of wine while you're doing it, too. It, exactly. And you feel like you're on a date. Totally. Because you're getting to know each other. Exactly. And that actually does get you very far. Like, and then, you know, like, if you're, you can FaceTime sometimes, too. Like, when do you say sure. wait for that? Like, could you have a drink and FaceTime? Absolutely. And, and here's the other thing that is a problem with texting. If you're, so, for example, if you meet online and you're communicating online and then you go into text in preparation for your date, what if your texts are boring? 
or um, you come across as stupid or stupid or use too many emojis or um, you do shorthand conversation and the person who you're texting with starts to view you as boring or stupid or whatever it is. I'm well, going to tell you right now, gonna... that happens to me all the time where I'm like, I cannot yeah. stand what that person texts me. Awful. I can't even write him back. Yeah. And you were so excited to go out with him. And now all of a sudden you're like totally over it. That happens. It's, it's, the other thing that can happen is we start texting because we're bored mm-hmm. or um, because we need them to be a shoulder for us. Yeah. Like, hey, good morning. Good morning. Like, okay. Yeah. Oh, right. good night. What, what were you up to tonight? It, it doesn't matter. I don't I, know yeah. you, and you don't know me, and I don't care enough to tell you. I agree with that. I feel like that all the time, but then I feel like I'm being insensitive because I'm like, oh, this person is not even part of my life yet. Get out. Exactly. Like, until yeah. I know you. Like, also, what do you think, though, about having, like, serious conversations with somebody, you know, and opening up to them over the phone before you meet on the first date? Like, what do you then talk about on okay. the first date? Okay, so so here's another rule that I say screw, which is having surface conversation on the first date. No, you want to get raw on a first date. You want to fly your red flags. In other words, you want to go into vulnerability. You want to talk about shame. You want to talk about exes. And it's not about being negative and going into all of this gross stuff. It's just about being vulnerable. This is who I am. And then talking about what happened. So, for example, I've, I've been married twice. So if I'm dating on a first date, I'll, and even on a phone call before the first date, I'll say, you know, I've been married twice. And um, it's it's not something I'm proud of. In fact, it's I'm I'm ashamed of it. Um, it's I I wanted what my parents have, mm-hmm. and I put effort in. And I'll talk about what I did and what I did wrong and what I've learned from it. Right. And then and now I'm better and more ready because of them. Yeah. So you go, it's what I call a U strategy. So you start up in a positivity, you drop down into vulnerability, bottom of the U, and then you pop back up into positivity. And that way it doesn't seem like a therapy session or that you're a depressive. So instead, it's just you're, you're talking about a little bit of vulnerability, you're being yourself, and you're also saying, this is who I am, just so, so you know that, because if on a first date, I tell you I've been married two times, and you're like, oh, I could never be with someone who I would end up being their third husband. Okay, good. I'd like to know that on the first date because I don't want to waste my time. Exactly. I agree. I think that people freak out if you, like, say too much or, you know, I I hate the blame game at the end when you're talking to your girlfriends and you're like, oh, he never called me back. It's, well, you said too much or you did this. It's like, no, that's who I am. I'm an oversharer by nature. You're going to find out that I was married twice eventually, so what's the point? Like, why? But it's it's also being confidently vulnerable. So it's not like, Oh God! Are you, do, you, do you hate me now? Do you, am I not good enough now? No, this is what I did, and I'm not proud of it, but I did it. Own it, right. and I've learned from it. Yeah. And these are the mistakes I made within the relationship, and and it sucks. And what about you? And that's always what's really important too. What about you? Because I shared my vulnerability. So oh, so you said so you've never been in a relationship that's more than six months. I'd love to know about that. How you know, how does what what was it that made you not able to get into a relationship? And then someone might say, Well, I've been focused on work my whole life or you know, I was always 
really dorky growing up and I'm awkward when it comes to relationships or I just wasn't ready or whatever. They're going to be vulnerable back to you because you were vulnerable first with them. And everyone has something. So to, to everyone make, yes. has, believe me as a dating coach, I've heard it all. The amount of clients I have who are in their thirties and virgins, um, oh. the amount of clients I have who have had multiple relationships and cheated on most of them. Mm-hmm. Um, the amount of clients I have who have STDs, who have you know, just anything, anything. Yeah. Okay, I have a it's, question for you, actually, speaking yeah. about um, how you said, like, clients that have cheated and things like that. Now, yeah. what? <laughs> this, I guess, doesn't really count, but what is the rule, or screw the rule, for how many people you can see at a time? Like, when do you have to drop people out and say, like, okay, I'm going to focus on one, or, like, should you only focus on one, and then if that doesn't work out, move on to the next person? I mean, there's so many people out there, especially with online dating. Yeah. What do you do at yeah, one so time? Yeah, so screw focusing on one person at a time. Yeah. Um, because how can you make a choice if you don't have any options? And do I really want to be with you? because you're my only option and do you really want me to be with you because I have no one else to choose from? No. You don't want, you want to date several people at once um, at the beginning until either you have sex with one of them or you decide that you want to be exclusive and you need to check in with yourself regularly and you need to know what's my dating purpose. Am I dating for the purpose of dating a lot of people? Be honest with yourself. Am I dating for the purpose of finding the right person? Again, be honest with yourself. So each of those dates have to be on purpose. When you're on a date with someone, be there with that person. Don't be thinking about anyone else. Be very, very focused on that person. It's like The Bachelor and Bachelorette. They're going on dates with other people, but they are focused on that person on the date. They have to be. But you're also going on those dates on purpose, thinking about, can you fulfill my needs? Can I fulfill your needs? What needs have you showed me? Okay, on our last date, it was all about fun and um, passion, but did you show me that you could be a good partner? Did you show that I can respect you? Is there anything about you that I can admire? Uh, Do I inspire you? Okay, we didn't talk about that. So this date, that's going to be the focus. Right. I, so it's very, very purpose-driven until you start. You realize, okay, this person is all about fun, and yeah. that's cool, and I enjoy being with them, but I'm looking for more, so I'm actually now going to cut that person off of this list, and I'm going to pursue others. I like that. And, it, and cutting them as soon as you know. And if you do what I call pre-qualify, if you pre-qualify well enough, you should be able to cut someone at the end of the first date, if not the second. What Ooh. is pre-qualifying? Pre-qualifying is asking very specific strategic questions. Yeah, your strategy. Um, So like for online dating, you want to start pre-qualifying online. It's not going to be, hey, um, you sound like a lot of fun. I love your profile. Let's let's talk on the phone or let's text. I'd love to take you out. No, no. You're asking specific strategic questions. Um, I'd love, I've learned so much about you from your profile, but tell me five things that you find most interesting about yourself. Here are five things about me. And then, again, be the example of your expectations. So you're sharing five things about yourself that you're particularly proud of and why. I was a competitive ice skater from the age of 6 to 15. I learned uh, about poise and determination and dedication, but I had to learn later on in life how to play 
play well with others because ice skating being being an individual sport doesn't teach you about that. Right. Okay, so that would have been one of my five things. And you're also going to say, so you're an attorney. What inspired you to become an attorney? You know, what does your life look like? Right. Tell me about your average day, week, and month. So you're asking questions about who they are, what their life looks like, how they got, it's where were you, where are you, where are you going? Those are the three things that you want to try and find out online before you meet. Now, that's not saying that you want a pen pal. You want to have four specific, strategic, substantive messages before you go out on a date for each. So a total of eight exchanges online. And again, it's not, oh, we both like rock music. Cool. What did you do this weekend? Oh, wow, this is what I did. Who cares, honestly? Right. Yeah. It needs to be, yeah. why did you do that? Right. And ask the deep questions. Okay, so once you've done that and you pre-qualified and you've gone out with this person and things are happening and then it, it turns into a relationship and then it doesn't end well. It ends and it's, it doesn't end well. My question to you is, how do you, the only thing you can take from those situations is, like, what did I do wrong? Like you said, like, when you're talking about you're a failed marriage or whatever, like, the only thing you can do at the end of the day is question yourself and say, okay, well, what can I learn from this? And then how did that make me grow? It's it's, what are the, I call it bummers with benefits. So what are the benefits from that bummer? Um, What did, what was my contribution to the break? Even if he cheated on you. Yeah, you have to take responsibility. Yes, take responsibility for your role in the game. And that, my question to you is, is how do you self-reflect and and try and grow and take responsibility for your role without blaming yourself too harshly? I can't seem to find the line between that. Okay, so it's it's not saying it's my fault. Oh God, I should have been better. No, it, it already happened. There's nothing you can do now about it about that relationship. All you can do is say, okay, you know what? I didn't communicate well. I didn't. I should have told him at the beginning that. Um, I've been married twice. I should have told him at the beginning that I have an STD. I should have told him, not not the first date, but before you have sex with him, which is a huge thing with a lot of clients. Right. Um, I should have told him at the beginning that whatever, or I should have voiced my needs, which is something that so many of my clients have a hard time with. Yeah. You know, how to just say what you want, what you like, how you feel. I didn't say that, so now next time I'm going to say this instead, or I'm going to do this at the beginning, and I'm going to be on purpose to make sure that he knows who I am, right. and I'm not going to be ashamed of myself. And I'm going to reveal vulnerability and just know that next time you're going to make change. Sounds like the use strategy again, but for yourself versus in a relationship, like how you said you like start at the beginning, then you like get to the vulnerable part where like you have to be vulnerable with yourself and then come out in the positive. Like, okay, well, I'm going to do better next time. Exactly. I like it. Yeah. Like it's, it it's always the you strategy. You, you, it's it, the letter U. You always practice that with conversations and with self talk. Yeah, I didn't do a good job with that. That's, but you know what? I needed to learn that because I wouldn't be here now and be stronger and more knowledgeable now had I not gone through that. Right. I I totally agree. Okay, wait, one, before we wrap up, there's so much information. I feel like we could talk to you for hours on end, but just for the people listening and maybe for us too, if you could give like a top couple of like really good flirting tips, like something that you always have in your back pocket, like what would you say are your like favorite little flirting tips to give to people? So it's really screwing the um, surface conversation. 
and asking, going into detail, going into substance. So even if it's like, um, oh, I, I see that you're drinking an old-fashioned, what does that say about you? Are, do you like more traditional, old-school things? Where did that come from? How did you start getting into that? It's asking the why. Okay. It's asking what inspired, what is your passion, who are you as a person. Not just, oh, you, do you come here often? Yeah, me too. Yeah, it's really cool. Oh, yeah, I live down the block. Oh, yeah, fun. So <laughs> just who digging a little cares? deeper than the surface and you think that's like can be kind of sexy and flirtatious. Yeah, yeah dig, for sure. dig deep. If you want a relationship that, is, that goes beyond the surface, then stop talking about surface stuff. Agreed. Amen to that. Yeah. So yeah. you have a, like a variety of information under your belt and like things to help people with. You also have a YouTube channel and books and things. Where can everybody find information about you and get help from you? Uh, so you can go to my website, screwingtherules.com. Um, I'm on Twitter at NoGamesLove, and my YouTube channel is ScrewDatingRules. So uh, YouTube.com forward slash ScrewDatingRules. Um, and you can send me an email. I do private coaching over video Skype. Um, I have clients all over the world. Um, I also do some in-person coaching but it's more expensive. So. <laughs> awesome. Great. Well, I mean, hopefully people listening are going to tap into that. And we, I'm not going to lie, I'm thinking about it too. Yeah, we might <laughs> call you together. Two for the price of yeah, two. Yeah, two for the price of two. <laughs> then you won't be totally vulnerable on the call. Oh, oh, damn it. Good call. All right. All right, Laurel, thank you so much for calling in. And we thank you so much for your information. You're welcome. Thank you, guys. That was fun. All righty. Thanks, Laurel. Okay. Bye. Bye. Oh, my God. I love her. Love. She says, like, everything that I think, the whole authenticity thing about, yeah. like, playing the, like playing too hard at the game, it's like, it makes you not authentically you. I always feel that way. I always feel like I'm constructing this text that I have to send at a Ugh. certain time to say the certain words so that I don't look a certain way. I'm like, what the fuck? I don't, this is not me. Like, if I want to hang out with you, I'm just going to tell you. If I don't want to hang out with you, I'm just going to tell you. Like, why do I have to act like I don't care? Because then guess what? You think I don't care. Right. And people don't understand each other to begin with. So, like, communication's everything. Why make if it so complicated? Right. It doesn't have to be so complicated. It is complicated, but it doesn't have to be. Exactly. So, guys, we leave you with a quote of the day. Mm. Speaking of rules, because I just feel like there's just so many times that people get caught up in all of the, like, black and white of it all. And I think this is a really good quote. If you learn the rules, then you know how to break them. And I know people have said that a lot before, but it's true because I think knowing the rules and having that foundation is really important. But then when you get in a situation and in order to be authentically you, you need to figure out what you would do here. How are you going to make this gray? How is this going to fit into this situation or in this box? So have a good foundation, have boundaries, have a set of rules, and then learn how to like be, take a little risk every now and then. Totally. And you also, we all have a gut. Yeah. Go with your gut instinct. Go with your gut, for sure. If you feel something is right or wrong, go with that. Just because the rule says whatever it says, break the rule. Yeah, and give yourself time to figure it out. Like, don't beat yourself up. I think I do that. Like, you got to take a second and, like, sort of figure out, okay, is this really what's happening right now? You know, reflect a little. Don't just make, like, a snap decision because you have to, like, feel like you need to, like, set your, your game straight. But, you know, feel it out. 
And then be clear about your boundaries and break a rule here and there. It's not going to kill anyone. No, it's not. And you know what? This has been a very... I think, informative episode. Oh, yeah, for sure. I feel like I learned so much. So much. We hope that you guys have learned a lot, too. And we hope that you will tell us if you've learned a lot or if you like our show or what you want to learn about yourselves. And we can get guests to tell you those things. Um, So contact us at Complicated Show on Twitter, Facebook. Um, You can hear us every week, Wednesdays, 12 o'clock p.m. on L.A. Talk Radio. And you can watch us on AfterBuzz TV yeah. as well. Um, we host some after shows at that network. And then also on Two Drunk Girls, we uh, post a show every single Thursday at 3. And we talk about things that I think kind of go along with what we're talking about here. Our newest episode does go along with a semi-idea uh, about a rule, if you will, and yes. Gwen Stefani. But we won't give too much away, <laughs> even though we already kind of told you how we felt about that one. But hey, you can watch us instead of hear us. So there That's you right. go. And if you wa- are following us on Periscope, you can watch us as well because yes we periscope for you so you know you get the full picture the 360 you need to see what's going on from all facets just like when you're dating you can't just see like part of it or hear part of it you got to like get the whole picture to decide if you like it and then you can let us know on all of our social media what you think we hope you do and you can find me jennifer golden at all the things jennifer golden and me as well. Twitter, Facebook, Vine, Instagram, my website, Lauren Leonelli. Keep it easy for you because, you know, I want to hear from you. We do. We really do. Also, guys, we challenge you to follow us on these things and you haven't yet. So please do that as well. That's right. Follow us and, uh, you know, call. feel free to call in and, yeah. and let us know what you think or how, if you have any specific questions. I know I had a million questions about Laurel, so you can also tweet us after the fact, too. And next week we have... Monica Padilla coming in mm-hmm. and we are going to uh, we're interview gonna, her. Yeah, we're going to talk about her her time on Survivor Second Chance, which is airing right now. So you guys should also tune in tonight to see her episode. Um, it's at 8 o'clock. Yeah, we're going to see what happens. We don't know. It's a mystery. We don't know. And then we're going to talk to her about it next week. All right. So guys. guys, thank you for tuning in. We will be back next week, as we said, with a very exciting interview and an in-studio guest. All right. And until then. All right. Well, let's cheers our screwdriver one more time. Screwing to this is to screwing the rules. To screwing the rules. Cheers, cheers. to that. And I, I think I'm going to start screwing the rules a little more. I don't know about you, but I think I am. I think that's our challenge for this week. Keep okay, tra- let, let's do that. I challenge you. Rules. Yeah, keep track. Set your rules and boundaries and then go on a date and screw one of the rules. Oh, perfect. Can't let's wait to do, do that. Sounds like a plan Sounds to me. like <laughs> it's going to be real easy for me. All right, guys. We'll tell you about those next week. All you right. Heard it here. Bye. You're listening to It's Complicated with Jennifer Golden and Lauren Leonelli, only on L.A. Talk Radio.